One, two, three. Hola, hello everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready guys, cause here we go. Okay, so have you ever wondered what it's like to own a successful cafe and be a business coach at the same time? How do you even balance such a thing? Well, we're going to find out in today's episode as we talk to Carolyn Carlson, who's the owner of Philker of Copenhagen and a startup business coach. But before she introduces herself, I want to be real with you guys and talk a little bit about how I've been dealing with being cooped up at home lately with the whole situation. So I don't know about you, um, but I've been feeling a little bit tired and moody but overall, I've been trying to keep busy and working to create great content for you guys. I just want to let you know we have some amazing episodes coming up, I'm pretty sure, and we can't wait for you to listen to them. As well, I wanted to address the fact that I had let you guys know on social media that today, the 1st of April, was going to be our release date. Obviously, it didn't happen because life got in the way. But we decided to release three episodes at the, time, at the same time for your hearing pleasure. So please let us know what you think. We'd love the feedback. And you can definitely find our links in the episode's description. But don't forget, our Instagram is at prettysurepodcast. Now, without a further ado, I'll let our fabulous guest introduce herself. So welcome, Carolyn, and thank you so much for being here. We love that you're, fir- that you're our first guest ever and also that it's your first podcast episode ever. I'm super glad to have you. So let's talk about you. Yeah. Hi, Sabrina. Thank you so much for having me as well. It, I've been really excited about this, actually, because like we talked a little bit about before, you know, I've been even thinking about podcasts myself and things, but it's just one of these things you never have time for. So I'm actually really excited to to be doing a podcast episode with you. Yeah, definitely. No, I've felt the same way. I've been wanting, like I told you, I've been wanting to create something for a while, but wasn't really sure what it was. And so when the opportunity came, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take the time to create a podcast. Yeah, I think that's really amazing. I think it sounds really fun what you're doing as well. So good for you. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story. So yes, so my name is obviously Caroline Carlson, as you as you said, um, I'm Danish of origin. So if I have a little bit of a funny accent, um, we'll come to that as well, because I actually moved from Denmark about nine years ago, I moved to Glasgow. So now I have a really weird mix of um, Glaswegian accent and Danish. Um, so that's where that's coming from. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually, when I moved away from, from Denmark nine years ago, that was my first time ever moving out and away from home. So, uh, yeah, so it was a bit of a, a scary step, but I moved to Glasgow nonetheless. I've always been a bit of a rebel, you know, I never really wanted to follow the stream and, um, I kind of wanted to go my own way. So I just 
finished um, business academy in Denmark and I've always wanted to move abroad. So I came to Glasgow and I got my first real job in IBM nonetheless, which I was actually Mm -hmm. really excited about because my mum used to work in IBM and she's always been my, yeah, she's always been my big idol. Um, You know, she's always been like this female, you know, top leader, which she's got staff working for all over the world and those kind of things, you know, so yeah so I was always very inspired and and I suppose you could say that I was probably trying to follow her footsteps a little bit as well um so I had my job there and pretty much worked in corporate for yeah most of my career um I've always been super ambitious so I've been jumping around between jobs you know always trying to get a better job and things like that um until I landed what I thought was going to be my dream job um so I had a job in finance that was my last job before I I ventured out on my own um I was working for a big American corporation called Eaton um not a posh boy school in uh, in England but the, <laughs> an actual manufacturing company um and I was immediately sent on a on a secondment to South Africa for 10 weeks which was like the absolute dream for me you know was to travel and to work at the same time um totally that must have been amazing oh yeah absolutely it was you know it was definitely a dream at the time you know I was flying business class with the Qatar Airway I had my own you know three-bedroom apartment I even had my own drive out there as well so it was absolutely amazing girl you were just Um, living the dream yeah exactly that's what I thought anyway um but it's a bit of the classical kind of corporate um miserable story you know when I then got back from the from the trip there um and I thought, you know, all my dreams had come true and I was supposed to be traveling and all these things, then they cut all travel budgets. So that meant mm-hmm. I was now stuck in my boring old office in Glasgow again. And yeah, you know, it was just one of those things where I've just like been pushing and pushing and pushing for so many years. And I just felt like I was never really like given a proper chance I was never really given the opportunities that I deserved and when I finally did you know it all got like taken away from me I felt um so yeah so at that point you know I was like oh then and I could see how you know things were starting to get outsourced and you know I was basically just sitting wondering when my department was going to be next you know so I started looking for new jobs and it was one of those things where you were like oh I was just not passionate about anything I was looking at you know I was reading job descriptions and it was just like sucking the life out of me um and uh yeah and I also not even just that as well you know not even just having to get accepted by someone else in a company to say that you're good enough to work for them also having to get through the needle eye of recruitment agencies you know it was just driving me nuts because these people didn't even really care about you you know they didn't even properly read your application probably even you know and and yeah, they had no yeah idea. just like another number for them yeah exactly it was like and and you can't even blame these guys because they're just sitting there reading like thousands of applications sometimes probably you know and you're like how on earth are you gonna are you gonna stand out and so I was just kind of like you know what I just felt like I was so tired of waiting for everybody else's approval and you know I never really felt like I had a manager either who really supported my big dreams and was you know that proper good manager who's just like supporting you every step of the way and trying to help you create opportunities you know so 
yeah, I was just sick of waiting for everybody else, you know. So I finally felt like the only option for me was to go out and do something on my own. Um, and I hadn't even ever really thought about starting my own business. Like that was never something I even remotely considered ever before. Um, so, yeah. it, you know, so at first, I suppose that's why it didn't really occur to me that I could do something like that because that was never really something. Yeah, I mean... It was just nothing that nobody I knew of had started their own business or, you know, nobody had really done that in my circle. So I was like, all right, well, there's no other way. So let's do it, you know. Um, And uh, yeah, so then I just went soul searching and really tried hard to think about, like, what am I good at? What what are my strengths? You know, and all the usual things that you read in guys. uh, Tips (laughs) how to figure out. Did you you do some traveling where you were soul searching? Um, No, actually, I was still just working away um, because I've always been really... um, I've always been a big saver and things. I've always liked to have a lot of money in my bank and things like that, you know. So the thought of just leaving and and using all my money and things like that that was not not something I enjoyed the thought of so I was basically (laughs) I can understand yeah slaving away in my job you know really miserable but still getting quite excited because at least now I was decided that I was going to do something I really enjoyed um but um yeah and and I you know thought about quite a few different ideas until I then decided you know what it was going to be the cafe um, and you were still in Copenhagen at the time or had you already moved to Glasgow? No, yeah. At this point, I'd already been in, in Glasgow for quite a while. Yeah, I think I'd... Oh, how long had I been in Glasgow at that time? Maybe six years or something. must have been six, seven years or something. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, eventually I decided doing that, you know, and I just went literally all in for that. I was just researching and doing everything I could um, putting all my hours into that and then eventually just decided to well I was I sold my flat at the time as well so it kind of came at a convenient time but I like I sold my flat and then rather than buying a new flat I decided to invest that money into my dream you know my cafe and then I quit my job and just invested the whole thing into this wow cafe. that's very inspiring yeah it was it wasn't even like, you know, for me, I mean, obviously, like this, that sounds really, really scary to a lot of people. And I suppose in a way it was. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was just so confident in myself in a way, even though I'd never done anything like that before. I was like, I know I'm going to make this work and and this is how it's going to happen. And it was also kind of a little bit of a relief to just kind of have invested everything in a way because, you know, I'd always been so um uptight about my savings and things like that I just had saving 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 without really knowing what I was saving for um so I suppose (laughs) it was kind of nice to just be like right okay it's gone now anyway so let's do it yeah this was the reason why I've been saving my whole life (laughs) yeah exactly it finally made sense (laughs) um and how did you decide for it to be a cafe um, like do you personally like food or yeah Yeah, well no to be honest like it was a bit of a random one like I mean my whole family probably thought I was absolutely nuts because I wasn't even really (laughs) much of a home cooker kind of thing um to be fair I could barely boil an egg when I decided that was a good idea um (laughs) but it was just one of these things you know I'd been back to Denmark actually and to visit my family and um I'd been back with my partner and we'd been out you know to cafes and you know we were really just enjoying 
enjoying the brunches and things but at the same time we're kind of like thinking you know I don't know I mean this is nice but I feel like I could do better in a way you know it was weird and then my mum kind of made a joke about it in the car and said oh well you should start a Danish cafe in Glasgow and I was kind of laughing but at the same time something just clicked you know I was like it was really one of those moments that sometimes I think people are maybe hoping for that you'll just suddenly it'll just suddenly come to you if you know I mean because it definitely yeah totally yeah it did for me in that moment I have to say although I have been doing other research as well so I suppose that kind of helped me come to that conclusion but when my mum said that it just it just clicked and I was like that's it and literally like the moment we got back from um visiting my parents in Denmark and we got back into the kitchen I hadn't even taken my jacket off you know I was saying to my partner that's it like we're opening a cafe like this is happening you know and I was so determined in my mind and the next day I just started researching so yeah oh well that's fabulous and why (laughs) did you decide on that name does um, it mean something specifically to you? Yeah, so Filkir is actually the name of my family dog through 14 years. He oh. very sadly passed away just before we opened the cafe. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of the, the reason why it came that. You know, we kind of wanted Copenhagen to be part of our brand because we thought that's quite a strong um you know, strong part of a brand name because Copenhagen is already quite a strong brand in itself, I would say. So, yeah, especially for food and everything. Like, yeah. it's amazing over there. Exactly, yeah. And especially because there was nothing else Scandinavian at all in Glasgow that was authentic anyway. So um, we thought that would really stand out. And then, you know, when he passed away, we thought, well, you know, my partner just said, oh, what about maybe Filke of Copenhagen? And I was like, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's an amazing story for the name. Yeah, Yeah, it was really nice and a really cute way to kind of help, you know, keep his spirit alive and things like that. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. So what's been the hardest thing you've learned about owning your own cafe besides learning how to cook? (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I suppose just the, the whole running of business, especially managing the time and I think... One of the hardest things I've had to learn is really my mindset about it all as well. I think yeah, my mindset has been so important throughout the whole thing because um, there's so many things that you have to do and, you know, and you just can't put any of it off, you know, because if you do, then it just comes back to bite you, you know. Um, so I suppose one of the hardest things has really been that you know you have nowhere to hide in a cafe you know when shit hits the fan you know or you have a bad day then well you've got to show up anyway and you've got to put a big smile on it as well you know yeah totally because customer service yeah exactly yeah I mean I even remember one day I'd actually on my way into the cafe um I had a I had and very near accident where I nearly I ran over a deer thankfully nothing happened um but I was so shaken shaken up you know and I was like having to go into the cafe and people would just start queuing before I was even opening up you know and I was just like oh you know completely out of it um but yeah you've just gotta show up and put a smile on it anyway and do you feel like talking to people once you're in the cafe helps you if you're having a bad day or can it make it worse 
Um, I mean, <laughs> it depends how bad the day is. <laughs> uh, if it's yeah, I suppose sometimes it is really good, especially if like you know, if I've had an argument or something with my partner, and you're like, ah, I just want to kill him or something, and then you go in there, and then at least that takes your mind off it. You know, it's really busy, and you're <laughs> yeah. just kind of <laughs> getting on with things. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I think yes and no. But I've never had a problem with that anyway. I've always find it like really easy to switch on, you know, if I've had to be in the cafe, well that's what I have to do, you know, and it's not yeah. the customer's fault that I've had a bad day. So, you know, they always come first. Totally. That's a great thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And how did you learn how to cook? Did you just trial and error? Did you take <laughs> courses, books? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think I have I do have quite a natural talent, thankfully, for cooking, <laughs> which was a bit undiscovered at the point at the time. But um, you know, yeah, when I started prepping for the menu and things like that before opening up the cafe, I was just yeah, I just I just tried out a recipe and it would work out well the first time and I'm like, Great, that's it, it's going on the menu, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also obviously the fact that I am Danish and that was my whole idea behind the cafe as well. That was going to be a Danish yeah. thing. And it's so different over here as well to to what people know. So I think, you know, that was something I was very familiar with from back home and just really good home cooked Danish food, you know, lunches and our open face sandwiches is a big thing. So I just kind of taught myself to do the different recipes and make things from scratch and things like that. So, um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. That's the best part, I feel. Mm-hmm. When you have obviously the talent, you learn something and then you kind of mix both of them and you're like kind of winning things. Yeah, exactly. It was great. I feel like that's the best way. Experimenting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think even like even saying that though, I have to admit as well, like at the time, the thought of just having to experiment for like months and months before I could make up my menu just really like, yeah, I, I couldn't deal with that. So I was like, like I said, you know, I would, I would experiment, I would cook one thing once and it would work out and that was going on the menu. <laughs> was- so this was like a long process. It wasn't something that you just decided and then one month later, bam, you had already opened the place. No, I mean, I was quite optimistic. I was like, I wonder how quickly I can open a cafe because obviously once you've decided you're like I want to open now (laughs) Um, but I think it was about a year in the making before I opened up my cafe wow and did you just sign everything like were you there present for every single thing yep I did wow I mean it was your baby right so it was yeah absolutely yes you know I had I had literally built the whole thing up from scratch so uh, yeah it was amazing to finally be there and, and and have it open but then obviously that came with all its own challenges as well once we finally did open I can imagine so is it after that you opened the cafe that you decided you wanted to help other people kind of experience the same thing and that's why you became a business coach or what made you want to pursue that yeah so I think it was about the after you know in the beginning of my second year maybe I was actually um I was quite burned out at the time but I was sort of yeah in limbo I was like I need to to do something else as well because even though I really I really loved my cafe you know I could feel like there was something I was burning for something more I really wanted to give back to people and I've always had you know this 
feeling inside of me like I couldn't understand why everyone was just pursuing the same boring um, career in corporate you know I was like oh there's so much more to life and and even because yeah. I felt like I'd been hiding under a rock myself you know the, the whole time before I started my own business like I wanted people to see that there is another way and that they could absolutely do that as well because I don't think I believed in that at the time you know so I really wanted other people to believe that as well um so yeah that's when I started um getting into business coaching and um, I was doing other things at the time as well actually I was managing social media for other businesses and before I then eventually pivoted into business coaching wow that's amazing yeah (laughs) I feel like that tends to happen to a lot of people though that become entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. it kind of falls upon them and then they're like wait I actually did really want to do this but I didn't know this was what I wanted yeah exactly at least that's what happened for me. So I can totally relate to what you're saying because mm-hmm. I as well, I mean, I had already thought of doing it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure of doing it at the moment. Yeah. And then it just kind of happened. And like you said, I felt like, wow, I never even considered it. But that's amazing that I did it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like a, it's a journey as well, though, isn't it? Because you don't just start out thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a business coach. I can do this, you know, it's like a, it's a development as well of, of different things when you suddenly fall upon something else and you're like, yeah, maybe I could do that, but I need to have the confidence first as well, you know, so it sort of yeah. slowly builds up. And I don't know if it's happened to you, but sometimes I even think to myself, I'm like, okay, I've done this, I know how to do it, mm-hmm. but can I teach it to someone? Oh, exactly, yeah. I mean, when I first started business coaching, even though I had started a business from scratch, I still didn't believe that I had the skills to to teach someone to start a business, you know, <laughs> even though I literally went through the whole process myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a mindset thing as well, isn't it? Totally. Mm-hmm. And how do you find the time to do just everything? Because like by the likes of it, you do so much like social media, business coach, cafe owner, <laughs> traveler. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It sounds a bit crazy, I think, sometimes when you look at it from the outside. Um, But I think, you know, I do have a really strong passion for everything I do. And the more I do, the more I want to do as well, I feel. And so I'm I do have a really strong self-discipline. Um, or it's built up over time anyway it's it's the same with the passion you know the more I've kind of disciplined myself to do one thing the more I'm disciplined myself to do something else um but it definitely you know obviously owning two businesses and and things it's very important to also have the right people on board as well because if you have to can constantly like worry about the people that you're working with you know then then you have an issue there. Um, so the people are very important in this part as well for me. Um, but also just, you know, yeah, like really prioritizing what you're working on as well. Um, you know, because I've spent so much time working in my business rather than working on it. And I think everybody is in the same boat when they first start out. Um, so it's really important to take yourself out of the business and actually allow yourself that space and time to to get the overview of like right what's working what's not working what do I need to spend more time on what do I need to spend less time on and so it's really really important that you're able to prioritize what you're working on and how important those tasks are yeah and how do you balance not thinking about work all the time because 
as you said, you're super passionate about it. So I can imagine mm-hmm. like you go out with your partner or your friends mm-hmm. and you're like, ooh, this would be a great thing to implement in our place. Or like, ooh, this is amazing. Should I start doing this? Yeah. Like, how do you find the balance to just live and separate from your work? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a hard one. And and to be honest, one I still battle with sometimes as well, because I do think about work a lot. <laughs> um, I even remember when I was starting out the cafe, you know, I was literally thinking about it nonstop. My mom was over, um, you know, my mom was over helping me out and things and we were out picking out lunch or something, you know, one day and and appointed at salad you know and I was like oh that one looks good and she's like oh yeah that's a nice salad and I'm like no I meant the box <laughs> you know <laughs> I was worried about the packaging <laughs> um, but yeah I think it's just that I think now for me I usually say I, I decide on a time when I'm gonna start and when I'm gonna stop working and that's it like no more checking my phone no more sending emails no more um you know making plans or something so yeah I try to actually book in time for certain things yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the only way otherwise you just get consumed yeah absolutely but sometimes it it still takes over (laughs) (laughs) totally so I'm pretty sure you have a lot of amazing or interesting stories but I would really like to know what is the funniest you've had looking back about opening a cafe like with zero experience when you started um yeah I mean I think probably the you know silly things like you know spending so much time worrying about things and like overthinking everything like like the packaging or um you know certainly also not having a clue about how much to order of different things you know um I would like order so much packaging because I was just like so obsessed with this packaging thing. So now, you know, and now I still yeah. to this day, I still have like boxes with like thousands of yogurt pots in them and I've maybe used two of them or something, <laughs> you know, or things like... You should start like, a yogurt pot party or something. Oh, exactly. It's like, ah, what do I do with all these yogurt pots? And, you know, and the, the annoying thing is as well that like, at the time, you know, and plastic and things wasn't really as much a thing here and now people are really starting to care yeah. about not using plastic and things you know so a lot of these things are plastic and you're like ah, I've got all these boxes from plastic packaging and I don't even want to like throw them away either I feel like I'm like oh I'm, I'm not doing the world any good with having all this packaging and plastic and things like that as well um so totally. yeah but yeah or even like you know when you're like wanting to do just one weekend special or something and then you order something you know like you know we wanted to do a vegan dish or something and we needed like just one teaspoon of like nutrition nutritional yeast or something and then you end up with like 10 packs of nutritional yeast that's going to last you for like 15 years you know (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah yeah quantities I'm still pretty bad at quantities like even when I cook for myself I'm like I don't know how much this is gonna turn out to be and then I end up (laughs) eating for like three days the same thing exactly it's like oh my cupboards are just filled with so much stuff that I'm never gonna get through (laughs) do you even want to come back home and cook or are you just like no I'm done um, like I don't want to hear about food yeah to be honest like I mean sometimes my, my partner I would say is really good at still cooking at home I'm definitely a little bit more on the nah let's just 
make a sandwich or something <laughs> um yeah but yeah but again that's the whole you know my mind being elsewhere as well because obviously I've got the cafe to think about and then I've also got my business coaching and things so yeah food kind of takes second priority sometimes although I do care about I still want to eat healthy and things as well but yeah suddenly starting to to cook a big fancy meal is maybe not not what's first priority in my mind Totally. And was there like a learning curve as well to starting your business coaching business? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was like, that was something else, you know, starting the the business coaching is, is totally different from starting a cafe, in my opinion, you know, it's because it's, um, the business coaching is, is my personal brand, you know, so I, there's definitely nowhere to hide for me there, you know, like I am the face of my own business um so both of them yeah well true but at least with the cafe you know you kind of have the food and things to hide behind a little bit in a way (laughs) Um, yeah that's true yeah whereas um you know with business coaching everything reflects back on me you know everyone is watching every word that I'm saying and you know you don't want to offend anybody or you but you also want to stay true to yourself and yeah there's a lot of mindsets you know that mindset shift that needs to happen and and I've went through so many of them you know you have to really be headstrong and and believe in yourself um which is already difficult enough when you start a normal business never mind you know doing business coaching yeah totally Mm -hmm. and is there something you wish you knew before you started either or both of your businesses um yeah I mean Oh, definitely the the worrying part you know the overthinking every little small thing and and wanting to perfect everything you know I was I am a, such a perfectionist and I didn't even realize until I started my own business <laughs> you know is because I mean yeah if there was one thing I could tell myself would always be like you know that everything just needs to be done you know just get it done rather than perfecting things yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to just put things out there. It doesn't matter if they're exactly. the way you wanted it. Oh, especially the point when is it just to have to something out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God, girl, tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the amount of time I spent picking an Instagram filter. <laughs> oh, pictures. Oh, and I can imagine it's even harder for when you're posting things for the restaurants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that has been a long process trying to get that grid looking beautiful. <laughs> Well, you're doing a great job, so I wouldn't worry that much about it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm quite proud of it now. <laughs> and uh, kind of in the same thing, what would you tell your younger self if you could? Like not necessarily business-wise, but mm-hmm. like with your whole experience you've had having a cafe and living the corporate life, being your like business coach, what could you like what would you like to tell your younger self? Um well, the first thing would always be to stop worrying about boys. Worldwide affliction. Stop worrying about boys. Secondly, believe in yourself and just follow your heart and dream big. I think, you know, there was a time when I was young when I was dreaming big, you know, and I was wanting to be a show dancer in Las Vegas or something, you know, and then at one point I just stopped believing in myself and I just kind of started going with the flow you know doing what everybody else was doing and thinking that you know I was just kind of taking the opportunities that came to me so I wish you know that 
I could have believed a little bit more in myself and just followed my heart and like went after the things I really wanted to do and you know because even with my even having studied marketing and things you know after that I never really even pursued a career in marketing because I just I knew the competition was big you know so it was a classic I just kind of went a different way because I didn't really think that I would be able to compete and um yeah so but sometimes we're honestly our just worst our or our own worst enemies oh totally yeah absolutely and the thing is you know there's gonna be competition no matter where you go like there's so much competition everywhere so you might as well do something that you actually enjoy right yeah because otherwise you're just gonna be miserable for the rest of your life exactly yes so go and follow those big dreams with all your heart that's awesome advice (laughs) so the most important part of the podcast to keep with the theme Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you've had an experience where you feel or you've thought you're probably the only one to live it at some point can you tell us a bit about what it was maybe it's a thought or a fear something mundane something very simple yep Uh, uh, there was definitely a time you know when I had my first business and at the end of the first year I was feeling really really burned out you know I was wearing all the hats and I was also trying to set up a new business at this point you know so I mean I felt totally alone at the time you know I was doing everything on my own I was working all the hours and my partner was even um, he was working a night job at the time you know so I barely even saw him you know I was alone all the time um, yeah. and uh, yeah so that was it was really difficult to deal with that and also just all the feelings and the emotions of starting up my personal brand you know I was I was you know feeling all the things like imposter syndrome you know I was comparing myself to others all the time and I yeah. genuinely at the time because I didn't know anybody else who who even like really run a business or was doing anything remotely similar you know I felt like all of these feelings were something that I you know I was feeling myself I felt like I was the only one comparing myself to everybody else and I felt like I was the only one who felt like I wasn't good enough or I didn't know enough or all of these things and uh, yeah I felt like I had to do everything myself as well before I could invest in getting some help as well and so that was another really lonely part is that I felt like I kind of had to earn my success by doing everything on my own um yeah but yeah but thankfully I eventually decided to invest in business coaching which absolutely saved me (laughs) so what would you tell other people that might be thinking the same thing or go through the same roller coaster like what would be your number one tip or takeaway they can take from your experience yeah I would definitely say reach out for the help you know um whether it be a help in terms of you know your business services in your business or just literally getting finding some people who are experiencing the same things who are um you know don't be scared to to talk to people about how you feel because there is absolutely guaranteed that pretty much any other business owner that you could reach out to have felt more one or more of all the things that you're feeling um so don't close yourself into this little corner and and bubble and feel like you have to deal with everything on your own um I would definitely advise everyone who's starting out their own business at some point to be investing in business coaching because it is absolutely catapulted 
and myself into the right path and and getting myself on the best route to success you know it's been so much easier I'm taking all the doubt and the fear and the pain away you know just having someone there um, who's you know in a professional mindset who can tell you that you're not going crazy you know and you're not (laughs) yeah yeah and you you are good enough just having that person to tell me that I was good enough to be a coach for example was absolutely like that was all I needed to hear both in my um both when it comes to my cafe and my business coaching actually because before I started my, out my cafe like the last straw the last thing that made me actually go for it and put my full life savings into it was talking to another cafe owner and and getting that kind of confirmation from her that she thought that I could do it as well so yeah talk to someone that's super powerful especially because as you said you didn't have anyone that was going through the same path that had ever opened their own business and we sometimes forget that we don't have to do everything alone exactly yeah we all and I think we all start from that same point of view you know we all feel like we have to do it ourselves and we all feel like we have to wear all the hats and and we have to do everything ourselves until we start making an income so we can then invest in ourselves you know we all feel like we have to do that that we have to start making a decent income before we can invest in ourselves yeah mm-hmm. so what is next for you what do you think life has in store for you do you have any idea what you'd like to accomplish next oh yes <laughs> there's <laughs> there is a lot on the on the program Um, obviously a lot of them have put been put slightly on hold due to the situation with the coronavirus and everything um I was actually in the middle of sort of planning a bit of a world travel. Um, I definitely would like to go traveling for quite some time. Um, and I would really like to maybe at some point also start a group program. I think there is some real power in having a group program and having lots of people around you, especially considering the last thing we just talked about here. Um, so I think, yeah, those are probably some of my next steps. That's fabulous. And so how would people be able to get in touch with you? Obviously, the Instagram is going to be in the description, your Instagram, but like what would be the best way to contact you? Yeah, Instagram is definitely great. Obviously, I have an email as well, which is contact at carolinecarlson.com or I've got my my own website as well, carolinecarlson.com. Perfect. And they should just shoot you an email and just say, hey, I need some help. I'd like to book yeah. a discovery call with you. Absolutely. Yeah, they can send me an email. Um, there is a I do only work with people one to one by application because it needs to be right. So I always take an application to make sure that we're kind of at the same um yeah at this at the right place um and that we are right for each other um but they can certainly apply for that through my website um under the contact part or they can even also i do also have a facebook group actually which is really great if you're looking for some really good um free advice at the moment and really get to know some other people i've got a facebook group called um plan a society so they can request to join that as well or otherwise they can just shoot me a dm on instagram well that's fabulous and everyone remember uh, all of the links will be available on the 
episode description. And so I want to end this episode with a couple of lighthearted rapid fire questions I created for you. So are you prepared? Are you ready, Carolyn? Yeah, sounds fun. Let's go for it. Okay. Espresso or latte? Latte. Dessert or soup? Dessert. Do you prefer to fly or to drive? Neither. <laughs> Neither? Uh, okay. That's also valid. Cooking or baking for you? Cooking. Do you rather take out or eat in? Like um, in a restaurant, I mean. Uh, take out. <laughs> Brunch or dinner? Brunch. Are you more of a beer or whiskey girl? Beer, definitely. Do you prefer hot or cold? Hot. Spicy or sweet? Sweet. Do you tend to wake up early or do you sleep out? Early. Perfect. Well, that was all. (laughs) Um, I want to thank you a lot, Carolyn, for being our first guest. This was amazing. I don't know what you think about it, but I learned so much from you and you have just such a positive vibe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had so much fun. Um, I knew I would anyway, because I've been so excited to do a podcast episode as well, as I said. You've been telling me, yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Oh, well, it was great having you. And guys, if you want to follow this amazing person, you're going to have all of the links. Don't forget to follow us as well at Pretty Sure Podcast. And we'd love to have some feedback from you because we like to know what you guys think, what you guys want to hear next. We obviously listen to you. And uh, see you next week for the next episode. Thank you so much again, Carolyn. Thank you. (laughs) Peace out, everyone.